Hi, I'm Jerry House. You know, I've known these shady ladies for a very long time, and I love to hear their stories, but you have to take them with a grain of salt. Now, these tales and opinions are not for the faint of heart. And this podcast is not suitable for children, but then neither is the music business. So, light one up and lighten up, because you're listening to the Shady Ladies of Music City. Is this on? Are we doing it now? What are we saying again? I'm Evelyn. And I'm Susan. Some people refer to us as... The Shady Ladies of Music City. The Shady Ladies are doing a special uh, episode of our podcast devoted to the CMA Awards. And, you know, Susan and I spent a lot of time at that backstage at that award show and lived through the dramas of... You know, who's going to perform and who's going to wear what and who's going to sit in the front Who's going to fill their shoes? Nobody. Who's going <laughs> to fill Tammy and Loretta and Dolly and Reba's shoes? And Nobody. we thought it might be interesting since it's the year of the woman to have, you know, a couple of old broads who uh, have lived through a lot of time in the business to see if it's any different. And, you know, that's what we're going to talk about throughout the show. And, um, well, we should talk about the opening number. I well, I did not think it was good. I liked it. I was happy to see a lot of those women. Like who? Tanya. I'm always happy to see Tanya's Tanya. Tanya's on all the time now. I was happy to see Crystal Gale. I was happy to see... Um, yeah, well, that's it. Martina. Yeah, I'm always happy to see Martina. But where was Laurie? And where Terry was Patty Clark. Loveless? But they used a lot of women in there, and I give them credit for that. And it was good to hear some of those songs after, uh, you know, you kind of forget those songs and a lot of those people. They didn't sing one of Dolly's songs. They were singing their own songs. They I know, but Dolly had some of the greatest songs. There's not a female up there that writes as good as Dolly. It's true. Dolly wrote the incredible songs and Loretta and Tammy. Well, and they had a Tammy song and they had a Loretta song. I didn't get what the first song was. I couldn't remember who did that Gretchen song. Gretchen Wilson sounded really good. Oh, yeah, good. I was really happy to see Gretchen Wilson and she looked great. And that was a huge song when you uh, saw that everybody in that audience knew that song. They and did. Was singing along. And that song was long before most of them ever came to town. But, I mean, you know, Patty Loveless was huge. Laurie was huge. Um, what's her name? Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter was huge. Allison Krauss was huge. Where are all these women? Who picked these women? Well, maybe they picked by the song. I was happy to see Sarah Evans. She was never that big either. Well, Sarah had a pretty good run. Well, where was Allison? I don't know. It's really hard to do those kind of things because you're bound to leave people out. Well, I think they made a, a big effort, and they got a lot of people that you wouldn't have expected to see. But let's see if any of the women win. It's the year of the woman because everybody's pushing the goddamn year of the woman. But meanwhile, none of the women are going to win anything. Carrie, you know... None of the women will win anything. All the men will continue to win. The, the men will continue to be played on radio, uh, except for Casey. And, you know, how she sneaks in is because she has superior songs. Well, I mean, she, she's gone for a totally different audience. She's not made herself dependent upon country radio, and so many people do. that it's They do, and that's why they get screwed up, but they're still making themselves dependent on but country I thought radio. That, I thought that the, uh, you know, the chatter between Reba, Dolly, and... Um, 
Carrie was good. Dolly you know, so is, often that's so uncomfortable and agonizing. Like Carrie and Brad Paisley was awful. But Dolly is so good. Yeah, she constantly a, has one-liners. Dolly and, is a pro, and Reba's really good. To, Reba is country music. Reba and Dolly are country well, music. Well, and Reba has a tremendous amount of experience and doing TV shows and doing, you know, having her own show, doing a Broadway show. She's very poised on stage. They all very. were. I she thought, had the highest TVQ of any country female artist that was ever on television. And I thought that Carrie really did well, too. You know, she rose to the occasion of uh, fitting in with those women. I thought she was, you know, very average. And I thought she looked good. I she always looks good. That's, it's not a thing about how they look. Well, I'm amazed that, you know, Loretta came out to... Me, uh, too. Was that Patsy To go to the her? show. Yeah, Patsy was with her. Um, you know, Loretta's been through a lot. She has been. times and... You know, the truth is that Pat and Loretta and Dolly and Reba are so much better and have better songs than any of the girls up there. Except for Casey and, you know, Gretchen Wilson had a couple good songs, but a lot, most of their songs are forgettable. Who was that? No one else says that. That was anything. single of the year. No, I like Blake a lot. I think he's got great songs. No, and he's and got a great voice. Yeah, he really does. He's really country. And I'm happy for Scott Hendricks. It's always nice to, you know, spread the thanks around. And then what happened after that? I don't know, but uh, Dan and Shay are just fantastic. Oh, they did opinion. a great performance. Oh, and my God. And the set looks really good. I think that so far the visual of the show is really good. It's the best part. The sound, the sound has been a little good. bit shaky. But the sound is never good on these shows for I don't know why. Because they're trying to, you know, do sound for so many people and get screwed up. Along the I don't way. know. I didn't think that Luke Combs songs was that great. I didn't think that song was that great. Well, it's been a huge song, I think. You well, know, he's a he's, huge he's, artist. He's had a huge success, but you know, there were other songs there that you know. I like liked. I thought Casey's song was better. Yeah. I thought Blake's song was better. And I thought Dan and Shay's song was better. Well, I guess you thought. I just didn't think Luke Combs is, he's one of those artists that, I mean, I'm sorry, Luke, if I know you won't be listening to this, so it doesn't matter. Well, he's a good country singer, but, well, he certainly had a huge success, so. He has had huge success. I think it's a different playing field now, you know, people get exposed in different ways and it makes you wonder. If like he how? Had, well, if you had some of the great singers from before that now had the internet and streaming and so many, you know, and Spotify and so many different options that didn't exist before. But before they had the radio. I just love Chris Stapleton. Yeah, me too. I'm so sad that I uh, got out of the business before he came along because he would have been a great guy to work with, I'm sure. Or at least I would have liked his music, so I would have gone after him. And I always love seeing Pink. I mean, she's just so good at anything that she does. And I thought Old Dominion did great. I like that song a lot. They did do great. Uh, and that's a really good song. They write their, all their own songs. They've come a long way over the years. They've had all different kinds of songs, which, you know, is smart. Oh, yeah, Ashley McBride. I love that line she said. John Bryan said to me, <laughs> you're really good, but you're no Reba. <laughs> I know, and the way that she uh, told it. You know, was very uh, heartfelt. She's really heartfelt. Now, does the radio play her, I wonder? I have no idea, but... Mm. She's certainly having a tremendous amount of success in the last year or two. Well, that's because Shane Tar Tarleton 
has pictures of her all the time on Instagram. No, but I, you know, I don't even see that because I don't see Instagram. But I see her winning a lot of awards and being nominated for a lot of awards, and uh, everybody, you know, a real press darling that people really have responded to. So I don't know if that translates into radio nowadays. But from what I read and what everybody talks about, nobody's really uh, playing the women, which is kind of crazy. You know, you look at Loretta and you think of her time, Loretta and Dolly and Tammy and Brenda Lee, and there were so many strong women that really were huge, huge stars. I know. So when they talk about the year of the woman, I don't know what they're talking about. They're not, you know... Well, maybe they want to put the emphasis on it so that radio will have to change its tune. Oh, please. Radio's never going to change its tune, as we all know. Well, they're going to have to eventually because it's the labels, you know, that are paying the... the uh, cartage there. Radio so. doesn't matter anymore. Well, then it doesn't matter if they're on the radio. It then doesn't. they can have great success without it. They can. Because a lot of people are having a lot of success that I don't think are played on the radio and that just seem to be doing huge numbers and um, like that girl Ray Lynn. I saw something on her signing a new deal and uh, it was amazing, the statistics that they mentioned about her. I don't know. I just, you know, I think that they left out a few women. I'm really kind of surprised they didn't. Well, above and beyond leaving out the women, is there anything about the show that, you know, has interested you? Well, there haven't been that many great songs except Reba singing Fancy. I know I have to give it up. Vince was funny, though. And, you know... And Reba and Dolly and Carrie have been funny, sort of. Nobody's been that funny. There's not a fucking laugh, but Dolly's been kind of funny. I mean, I haven't fallen to the floor like I used to with Vince. Vince was really hysterical. And Jerry House used to write the shows, and they were so funny. And now, you know... But what did you think of the number with all the new women, the uh, Girl Crush song? I like the song better when Little Big Town sings it. I know, but it's nice to see it shared among so many different people. It was an interesting interpretation. I don't know. I just know that when they used to have, I don't like it when everybody stands and sings together. It takes away from the song. You're sitting there going, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? I was. I couldn't well, figure. Well, most people know the song at I this know, point. I know, I know the song. I love that song, Girl Crush. But I think that Karen Fairchild sings it better, and I think it's better to hear a song by one or two people, unless they're the god dang eagles. Well, or Fleetwood Mac. These they're trying are, to include as many people as possible. I know, but including people doesn't make the music that good, in my opinion. And this is our podcast, and that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, I thought it was pretty good. But not great. I th- no, I, I thought that it was a great, you know... What? Effort interpretation to- of the song with all those different people singing it, and... I got exposed to some people that I have no idea what they sounded like. So, Runaway Jane? June. Oh. (laughs) Runaway June was not bad. Runaway June was good, and I hadn't heard them yet, so. No, but they sounded pretty good. And Ashley McBride sounded great. Ashley McBride is great, but I've heard her before. Well, I had too. Who else was in that number? I don't remember. They should have had Taylor Swift up there singing with them. They should have had other people. Well, I think if they had Taylor Swift up there, she'd do more than a line. Now, who in country music you think they're going to do the life story of Carly Pierce? (laughs) Well, poor Carly (laughs) Pierce. I mean, there's not a girl up there that has any chutzpah or has any, you know, any Well, I think that they're all doing interesting music. It's just that, you know... You have to seek it out, I guess. Lady Annabelle sounded great. Halsey was unbelievable. 
Yeah, I really liked her, and I thought that her look was so uh, glamorous. And, she looked uh, like a movie star. She did. It was a beautiful suit. It was a gorgeous suit. She looked like a movie star. Should her look. makeup was great. Yeah. Yeah, Halsey looks like a movie star, but these girls don't understand. Kelsey looked pretty good. I thought Kelsey was real good. Kelsey looked beautiful. Yeah, Kelsey looked she beautiful. She had a great outfit on. And she looked like she had spent some time on the outfit. It was a tricky outfit to play the guitar, and she could have popped out of that dress in a heartbeat. <laughs> Who else did we see? Well, Brooks and Dunn, I always loved them, and they were good with the Brothers Osborne. I, I wasn't blown by the song, but it was good. It was country. It was like a Kid Rock and Toby Keith song. But Brooks and Dunn are... They're really great, and Ronnie Dunn. Ronnie has, Dunn's voice is just so incredible. It's just, it is. He has the best voice in country music, except for Vince. What else did we see? We saw Luke Combs just drink it away. <laughs> that guy must just be swimming. <laughs> I know he was in happy. liquid. I've never seen him without a cup in his hand and in red solo drinking. cup. <laughs> he was into that song. Blake's performance of God's Country. Blake is great. He's just a great performer. He's gotten really good. Remember when we first met him and he was friends with Nancy and George and he had a mullet? Yeah. Well, that was back, God knows how many years at this God's point. Country. At the back of Warner Brothers. How long ago was that? 15, 20 years. At least. Ev, what did you think of Maren Morris? She was the most nominated person on the show. She has more nominations than anybody else. But I thought she looked great. Well, that's been your big comment on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the clothes have been good this year, and the visuals have been really good. The music, in some ways, has really kind of lacked excitement in terms of... It has. Uh, the music has sucked. I, you know, it's hard to pick out, like, you know, what was the best performance. You know, I guess it would be Reba so far with Fancy. Reba, and then Halsey and... Uh, um, Lady Annabella. Yeah. That was really good. But the clothes have been good. I mean, everybody's really, you know stepped out in terms of the fashion you know i remember you know back in the day when everybody looked like they were you know lost in peckerwood <laughs> forest <laughs> some of the clothes were really uh they looked horrendous. like they've been sewn at home and they probably had i mean countries come a long way in terms of fashion and presentation stylist came to nashville but even so with you know halsey who looks so incredibly chic and glamorous you could see the difference between her and almost all the female country singers in terms of, you know, that extra kind of Everybody polish. in country still looks homespun. Well, it's, I guess, one of the charms of the format. Really? You think so? I think it's important. It's God's country. <laughs> and I think that the audience takes that very seriously, although you wouldn't know it by the music. I haven't hardly heard a country song, you know, this evening except for God's country. I know. Well, obviously, the music is, you know, uh, changing, and we can't sound like old crazy people, you know, clinging to the past, but I don't necessarily think it's gotten better. Well, as, as you know, the, as these performers sort of change what country music is, they still manage to end up being like, you know, hillbillies and, you know, country people. Well, they can't change who they are, but that, that I, they just don't have that old ethic of three chords of the truth those days are over and then there was me and bobby mcgee i thought that was awful you didn't seem to like have any zip it, or it was no, co no cohesiveness nobody had a standout vocal well i think the sound was really bad the band was really loud the drums we can't were blame really everything loud. on the sound 
Well, it made the, you know, I mean, when you see a performance, you want to hear the vocals really out front, I think, particularly if you're watching it on TV. And uh, they were just buried. There was no way to get any excitement from the performers. Little Nas X without a lot of screen time. Luke Combs, it's like his show. <laughs> and that's what's happened to country music. Luke Combs has taken over. And I didn't think Dolly was that great. I don't want to hear a gospel show. And I just thought that Bobby McGee's song was awful. I thought those guys that sang with Dolly were interesting. I wasn't familiar with any of them. Who, that big guy, Williams? He has a good look, though, that, that nobody's occupying in country music. Well, he has that look of Sofia Varaga's husband, Joe Mangione, or whatever his name is. He could be an Italian guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, well, he's also, you know, got kind of like that rugged outdoors kind of with guy. With the gospel that, hair. You know, without being a peckerwood. <laughs> <laughs> he has gospel hair. He's a gospel-looking dude. This show no, is like the he... Dove Awards. That's my feeling is we've watched the Dove Awards. Well, the show's really kind of... It just has lacked any kind of excitement or uh, emotion. I don't know. Everybody's performing good, but nobody's performing exceptionally. The combination of Casey Musgraves and Willie Nelson really worked. You know, that was a magical moment. But most of them really have not gelled or something. There just doesn't seem to be a big rapport between the it artists. It seems like they're trying to force the show to be country, and it's not. Uh, well, I don't know if they forced anybody to be country, but... Well, they're trying to make it a great show, and it's not. It's like everybody's going for their TV moment as opposed to bigger deal. Willie just sounded so Willie, and, you know, Casey sounded so magical, and they just sounded fantastic. Well, Willie's such a great artist, and you just see it in his face when he's singing, and... You know, just the empathy that he has for everybody around him. And the set was gorgeous. I mean, it's been a really visual show. It just has lacked the uh, the excitement musically. But maybe it's when you're trying to have so many people on. Everybody people. is is kind of trying to grab that TV moment for themselves. And yeah, the whole time Eric was playing, I wanted to know who was with him because it was was that his backup singer? Was that, you know, a guy like George Jones used to have that he had to have sing with him all the time in the studio so he wouldn't forget what the fuck was going on? Or was that just, you know, Eric's backup guy from the From, the from his band, band, probably. Then there was Garth and uh, Blake doing a dive bar. Which sounded like Beer Run that he sort of with George. <laughs> Which was not a memorable song, and no one will remember it. I say that, you know, it'll end up being the song of the decade. That's right. I hadn't heard the song before, but it's I, a rollicking good I feel bad that time. I feel like we didn't give uh, Eric that much attention, and I love him, and I love his voice, and he's so passionate when he sings. Oh, I think Eric Church is one of the best things in country music, you know, nowadays, and... You know, I don't know that much about him, but he seems to sort of be a rebel and to just, you know, walk his own uh, road. And He does, walk his own lines. He seems to do his, you know, what he wants as opposed to what the business dictates. And it seems to be working. It does seem to be I working. I think he's really uh, a good artist. And he's a good artist for the format because most of the music is so forgettable that Eric Church sort of reminds you of what it's supposed to be about. I know. Remember that song, Springsteen, that he did? Oh, I love that song. I love that song, too. That was fantastic. 
That was one of the best songs we've had in about 10 years in country But he's sort music. of like a, you know, a conscience for their... Uh, he is. Eric Church is kind of like a conscience for, for country music right now. There's nobody else like him. Nobody else has that kind of integrity to their music. And he sticks with it like he's going to, you know, keep the format going. Just like Casey does, too. They don't care. She don't care if she gets on the radio, and neither does he. They make it on their own. And I really respect both of them for that. Well, you know, the CMA show is not rigged. Because in the year of the woman, they would have made sure that Carrie got the I entertainer thought for sure of the she year. was going to win. But... I think they made a mistake trying to make it the show of the woman and trying to turn everything around to women. Whenever you have a point that you're trying to make, you have to do it subtly, in my opinion. And there was nothing subtle about this show except, the, you know, the performances weren't good. Well, I didn't have a problem with it being a year of the woman. I mean, that was okay. I just, uh, I don't know what it says about the mix of talent or the, you know, mixing the uh, different generations, but... Overall, there just didn't seem to be a whole lot of warmth or connection between whatever it was. Well, between, between Reba and Dolly and Carrie, there was no connection with the audience, I didn't think. I didn't think there was a lot of warmth like Vince used to have. Well, yeah, no- there didn't seem to be that much of a connection between them as hosts and the audience. It was like sure. they had memorized their lines and they were doing it and they were getting off and that was it. I didn't feel like... Well, they had their, like, little jokes that were built in, but it didn't necessarily include the overall uh, audience. I mean, nah. individually, they were, you know, there were funny lines. Dolly was funny. She's always funny. But I just felt like, just like you didn't see a lot of camera shots of the audience, it's like the audience had nothing to do with, you know, they weren't they other... They were trying too hard to make it the year of the woman. And in doing that, you know, they kind of missed the point of country music, I felt. It's like when you're writing a book, you have, you know, you can have a point, but if you just hammer the point home every, every 10 lines, the year of the woman, well, all these great women up here, well, the year of the woman, I mean, what about the men? It was like the opposite of Me Too. Well, men usually get the majority of the show, uh, so I don't have a problem with having more women on the show by any stretch. It wasn't the women, it was just that they worked so hard to make it the year of the woman. I just never think things work when you have, you know, when you make try to make such a point out of it. And if I, you know, for next year's show, I'd rather it flow more naturally. I don't know if maybe the venue's so big, you it know, is. That, that it loses any kind of intimacy or any fe- real feeling about it being country music or that the people even know each other. It's like, you know... They all seem so separate. It's, it would be like a, doing a show in Vegas or something with a bunch of, you know, just normal uh, people. It was no... It used to be that all the people knew each other and the artists laughed with and each other. And it seemed that there weren't that many awards. There were a lot of performances, and that's what everybody wants because that, you know, showcases more acts. The more acts you can get on the show, the better for everybody in the business. But I think that, that they're starting to miss out on some awards at some point. You know, There's where no was video. video of the year or, uh, well, I guess they don't have Horizon. No, Casey or, won video of the year. But off camera. Yeah. But, I mean, when did there become so many awards that you couldn't fit them all in in three hours? I mean, You know, it's more like the Grammys now. I don't know. And there was no saluting the women of the, you know, of the past. There was no saluting of older artists. Well, they thought they did that with Tammy and Loretta and... Uh, One song at the beginning of the show. I'm glad that I don't have to do a show. Or well, plan the show. 
You well, know, and, the, and everybody bitches about the show every year. They everybody do. bitches about the sound. Everybody bitches if their artist wasn't, uh, you know, embraced enough and the awards that they didn't win. And, you know, everybody's yeah, everybody, always bitching about it. So next year will be, you know, just more of the same. It'll just be packaged differently. But I do want to give them credit for having a really beautiful looking show. Yeah, the sets were gorgeous. Thanks for listening. You be sure to subscribe and we'll be sure to catch you off guard. So light one up and lighten up. Share and tell your friends. Then rate, review, and subscribe. Don't be quiet about this. We need you to tell everyone because why is someone going to listen to this? No one has any idea who that we are. So it's up to you to get us known. It has to be a viral thing. It has to be a... Uh, you know, word of mouth thing because we're putting our faith in your hands. We are. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.shadyladiesofmusiccity.com. Shady Ladies of Music City is recorded and produced in Nashville, Tennessee, and is presented by Monument Records. Executive producers are Jason Owen, Shane McAnally, and Katie McCartney. Our producer is Sarah DeHilly. Our theme song is written and performed by Robert Shavers. He is also our engineer and editor.